living longer and staying healthier. It's Healthy Talk with Dr. Michael Smith, MD. Here's your host, Dr. Mike. So there are a lot of misconceptions about um, eczema. You know, what exactly is it? Um, what is it linked to? All this kind of stuff. And so I wanted to bring on an expert that can help us maybe just understand what eczema really is, what are some of the latest theories about what causes it, and then even even some of the latest ways to, to treat um, this skin disorder. So my guest is Dr. Cheryl Lee Eberting. She's a board-certified dermatologist and a past research fellow at the National Institutes of Health. Dr. Eberting, welcome to Healthy Talk. Hello. Thank you for having me. So let's get right into this. You Now, you have an interesting personal story here. You had... If I read right, was it a niece or a nephew that was born with eczema? Can you just quickly tell us about your own story and how it influenced you? Yeah. Yeah. So I had a niece who, well, first of all, I was doing my uh, clinical research fellowship at the NIH where I treated people from all over the world with the worst cases of eczema. Um, and we didn't really have a whole lot of great treatment options. And then I had a little niece who was born with eczema, and she also has what's called ichthyosis vulgaris, which is the genetic form of dry skin. And we tried everything on this little girl, every, every prescription, every over-the-counter thing, everything that came out for eczema, and nothing even touched it. And so that is what led me to really uh, sit down and start thinking about what I could do to solve that problem. And I spent about four years developing a technology called True Lipids that actually addresses all of the problems that go wrong in the skin barrier in people who have eczema and dry skin. So let's, well, let's, let's bring it back to, you know, two very simple questions. I mean, number one, what, what is eczema and who is m- more likely to, to have it? Okay. So eczema is a problem with the skin barrier, where the skin barrier does not make certain lipids um, that, are, that are responsible for moisturizing the skin barrier. Those lipids also have naturally antibacterial qualities and help the skin to hold on to water, and they also help to contribute to the pH or the acidity of the skin barrier. And when all of those factors are missing, the skin barrier starts to become problematic. It dries out, it gets infected, it gets itchy, rashy, scabby, and miserable. Um, the people who get this condition, uh, it's, it is definitely a genetic problem, so it is what we call an autosomal dominant problem. So if you have it, 50% of your children are likely to have it. And uh, it affects about 33 million children in the United States right now. And its incidence is on the rise in developed countries. In, uh, and, you know, for some reason, we don't quite understand why it is on the rise. And uh, it's, it's really a miserable condition. So when you, when you mention skin fats, are, are, are you talking about ceramides? Is that one of the fats that are missing or is it, is it a different that type is, of skin that's fat? That's right. That's one of them. So first of all, it's ceramides, and there are certain ceramides that are deficient in the skin barrier, particularly ceramides that are made from another precursor lipid called phytosphingosine. Um, in addition to that, uh, the skin in people who have eczema, dry skin, and aging skin is also missing cholesterol esters. Um, not cholesterol, but cholesterol esters. And that is a cholesterol molecule 
connected to a fatty acid molecule. In addition to that, people who have eczema are also missing what are called very long-chain fatty acids. So there are certain fatty acids that their skin just does not make. Now, you, I opened this up talking about there's, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions about eczema. And, and what are some of those misconceptions that you, that you see and that you deal with, even with, like, with your knees? You know, I think, um, first of all, one of the most common things um, you know, patients who come into my office is that it is an infection. And eczema is not primarily an infection. It is secondarily an infection. Um, but a lot of, a lot of um, physicians and people think that it's just an infection and just needs to be treated with antibiotics. In reality, you don't need antibiotics at all in these kids and, and adults um, if, you, if you fix the skin barrier, if you address the issues the deficiencies of the skin barrier, it actually restores the skin's ability to be naturally antibacterial. So you don't need these antibiotics. Um, I think the next um, misconceived notion about eczema is that it is contagious, that it is not. Um, another issue is uh, that I really encounter, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I consider it a mis, uh, misconceived notion, but something that I encounter very frequently is all of the things that people try to use to treat their eczema. And uh, one of the most common things nowadays is essential oils. This is probably the number one worst thing you could be putting on the skin of children who have eczema because the chemicals that make up essential oils are very, very allergenic. And so, uh, and people who have eczema are actually six times more likely to develop allergy to chemicals that come in contact with their skin than people who do not have eczema. So it's really important um, to educate yourself on what chemicals people who have eczema are sensitive to and to avoid those. Okay. Now, so that's interesting, though. So no essential oils on the skin, but what about since we're missing, since an eczema patient is missing ceramides, for instance, there are ceramide topical creams that are available now. Uh, is that something to try? There's, I think there's even oral uh, ceramide products on the market now. I mean, are those things mm-hmm, that we're mm-hmm. looking at and researching? Yeah. So first of all, the oral ceramides have not been shown to to do and to affect your skin barrier at all. It really needs to be restored to the skin barrier. And then also it's important to um, replace the ceramides that are particularly deficient, not the ones that are not deficient. A lot of the technologies that have uh, been on the market for about 10 years now address um, replacing lipids that are found in normal skin. And what I have found that it's, that is important is to identify and replace the lipids that are actually missing from the skin of people who have eczema, dry skin, and aging skin. Um, interestingly, those three conditions, eczema, dry skin, and aging skin, share some common lipid deficiencies. And I theorized, you know, when I was developing this technology, you know, maybe it makes more sense rather than replacing the lipids found in normal skin, to actually replace the lipids that we, that, that we know are deficient. And indeed, uh, after working on this technology for about four years and tweaking it and tweaking it and tweaking it, it actually works. It's, it's very effective to, to approach it from that perspective. Okay. I, you know, I, I have to say that, so my, my own research into oral ceramides, and I can go back to about 2005, and I, I, we, you know, and I work at Life Extension. We've identified at least four studies that did show at least improvement in skin hydration. Maybe not to the eczema level, um, but mm-hmm. dry, you know, reported dry skin did it did improve um, in, mm-hmm. in those oral 
oral studies. But we're talking about something totally different here. We're talking about eczema, not just, you know, winter skin or, or dry skin. So I appreciate that difference. Um, so what if what if we don't treat, I mean, what, what happens to people if this is left untreated? So if you've ever had poison IV, you'll know that you get a little tiny spot of poison IV, and if you don't treat it, it can spread like wildfire over your entire body. Eczema is really no different. I explain it to my patients as it's kind of like an immunologic fire once it gets going. I believe that it starts with these abnormalities or deficiencies in the skin barrier, and if you don't correct them, I'm sorry? Uh, That's okay. You've got about Uh, 60 seconds. (laughs) Okay. If you don't correct those abnormalities, then it leads to inflammation. And so you, you need to address all of those things simultaneously. Is there a website that you would like my listeners to go check out that they can learn a little bit more about what you're doing, learn a little bit more about the latest treatments in eczema? Sure. It's truelipids.com, T-R-U-E-L-I-P-I-D-S.com. They can read, they can read about how to take care of their eczema and about my research and what I've found uh, helps in treating eczema. Yeah, fascinating stuff. And I think you're right. The focus needs to be on, on the fats at least, whether we're replacing them or doing some of the stuff you're doing. Uh, really putting back that fatty barrier is, is going to be important. So thank you for coming on. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well. 